with you, 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 always with you. Welcome to With You, a podcast meant to share the stories of women across the rugby community, to highlight our connections and our growth, and to delight in a good belly laugh whenever we can. I'm Suze, my pronouns are she, her, and I'll be your host. Welcome back, friends and family of the podcast. Really appreciate you all being here. Here we are, up to our eighth episode. I'm a chat with Fika, you're about to hear it. It's pretty cool, I just counted, and it's been half my friends and half people I'd never met before. But honestly, I don't know, can you tell the difference? I can't really, because now the people I never met are my friends, and Fika's one of them. I love how she takes it on herself to become the fullback and do a badass job doing it, but she's going to tell you more about that. And then the other parts too, and I think this is such a wonderful nuance to being a women's rugby player, is that if you step away from the game for a little while, or even after you quit, retire, if you will, however you want to call it, it kind of, it just stays with you. Not it kind of does. It definitely still stays with you. And there's lessons and points of reference, things that you pick up on the rugby field that you get to carry with you into the rest of your life. So cool. Yeah. Hope you guys enjoy this one. I sure did. Hi. Hello. Hello, Fika. Welcome to the show. Hello. Thank you for being here. Of course. Thank you for having me. Yeah, we'll have some fun chat. It's always fun to chat about rugby, isn't it? Oh, for sure. Especially when you're like meeting new people and getting to talk about stuff that you love. Right. (laughs) And all the memories. I know. Very nostalgic. Uh Uh-huh. Before we get started, what are your pronouns? Uh, Hershey. Okay. Now you have to tell me, how did you find rugby? So I found rugby kind of like most people my freshman year of college, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't find, I, so weird story. I nothing, nothing like on the quad or at like a opening weekend or anything. I was actually in my chemistry class mm-hmm. and there was a guy in the class that played rugby and I was just, I'm just a sports fanatic was very into football, all this stuff. Yeah, And he had mentioned it or was wearing a shirt or something. And I like asked him about it and he basically invited me. He's like, oh yeah, the, you know, come, come to a practice and check it out. And I found this out later on that he was actually like hitting on me. And that was his way of being like, oh, she'll come watch a practice and blah, blah, blah. But like, (laughs) I actually showed up and was like, whoa, this is cool. I want to play. Let me play. Like, I want to hit some people. So, I mean, it backfired on his end, but that's basically, yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, But yeah, so basically I found it out from one of the men's players, my second semester of college during chemistry class. That's such a, a random intersection, huh? I know. Yeah. I wasn't expecting it at all. And I don't think he was expecting me to actually be like interested in playing rugby necessarily (laughs) yeah it was more like like you said he he wanted to show you something cool that he did and get your like get your interest right exactly yeah 
So did you, were the men, did the men and the women practice at the same time like in the same so, place or? Yeah. So at the time, since it was, so in Illinois, uh, this was, I think this was honestly probably like later in the year, closer to um, like end of February, March-ish. Mm-hmm. And they were practicing in the indoor, um, the indoor gym that we had yeah. at our school. And so. It's too I cold. think it was just yeah, it was too cold to be outside. So it was more of a time restriction and a place restriction. So we were, I think, both inside around the same time. Either mm. the men practiced first and then the women or vice versa. But the men would kind of hang around and like conversate with some of the girls or like come help us at practice with skills and stuff. Cool. That yeah. seems like a nice a good relationship between the two teams, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Did you know anything about rugby? before you just like heard it from this guy and showed up so I had like an idea of what it kind of entailed but it was definitely not the right idea I just knew (laughs) it was like I was a big football fan growing up and like in high school yeah and so what I knew about rugby was like oh they tackle without pads but like there's like kicking of the ball and people running and so that's that's basically all I really knew I didn't Mm -hmm. know the rules didn't know what direction the ball could go anything sure yeah like most of us we showed up like well you had kind of blank slate kind of showed up blank slate to practice like okay we'll figure figure this out so like for you though you were a football fan did you also play sports so I played in or in a high school I played I did track and field for mm-hmm. most of high school, my mm-hmm. like freshman year, I played volleyball, but I kind of stopped. And then those were kind of the only, the only two like sports I really did. Yeah. And then like going to college, you know, it was like you weren't a varsity athlete, right? So you kind of. Yeah, exactly. I was, um, I think at the time I actually was president of my dorm, which I ended up dropping like a week after I joined the rugby team. Cause I was like, wait, this sounds more fun than like sitting in a room and like talking about like dormy political things. Yeah. I didn't even know president of a dorm is like, I didn't know that. <laughs> is that a thing? Did you just make that up? <laughs> no, I didn't. I swear it was a thing. And I was all about leadership and like mm. wanted to be a part of something. Yeah. I like that. Rugby, <laughs> rugby filled all the shoes though. Didn't it? exactly yeah I was like oh I get to do a physical activity and I get to hang out with people oh and there's like you know later on once you get more into the team there's like e-board so yeah we get to run ourselves it's like I know. I, very specific I think to club rugby and oh yeah absolutely big enriching experience also um so what like what was your practice like your your um, impression of the of the women's team what were they like when you showed up they were all very like welcoming and nice and like wanted to like learn about you and learn who you are and I think that just kind of comes with I think all mm-hmm. rugby players are like that you see like a new person you're like ooh, shiny toy who are you where did you come from what can you do <laughs> how can we use you as a weapon uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> so no it was very it was very welcoming and um like informative and helpful Mm -hmm. and like getting into drills and playing games and stuff what what did you think um it was so drills and stuff like that was all fine and fun it was for like a short amount of time 
where we were inside where you're running on like an indoor basketball court so you like you know run for 10 seconds and then you're like is that how a game feels like Mm -hmm. so I was doing the drills but I was like is this is this like what is it actually so it was I was definitely eager and like excited to get in the drills I would try to get into as many things as I could so I could learn yeah um but it definitely wasn't it's not the right same. off yeah right off the bat it wasn't like this is rugby this is how it goes it was like here's a part of it you'll yeah. learn the rest later yeah it felt like going through motions I always thought like doing indoor practices were really well because everybody ends up doing them I don't think it really met well I guess if you live in like Texas you don't really have to worry about that but like I grew up on the east coast and we still tried to keep people moving and fit and coming to skills practices during the winter, like on collegiate and then in women's clubs as well. And it was always kind of, it was just a little different to try to plan practices and figure out what, what you could do inside. Cause you're not going to do contact stuff, like throw people down on a basketball court. Yeah, Um, exactly. Yeah. And I think as a rookie too, like going to practice and, and doing these drills, like you said, it's just a, it's just a, a moment, yeah, a moment you're just, of the game. You're, and at that point, you're also more just like, um, like you're just doing as you're told. You don't really have like a concept of like why things are occurring and when yeah. they should occur. So you're just kind of, you know, here's the drill, get in this line. We're going to cycle through and you just do that over and over again until it's like, all right, next drill. Yeah hmm so yeah it doesn't it doesn't make sense so what about <laughs> like do, how long did it take you till you got to play your first game what was that like so I can't remember my very very first game and I wish I could but That's I do okay. <laughs> I do I do remember um my first like moment where I was put in a game because I think so at the time when I started playing we had a very strong team, like super athletic. Mm. Um, this was actually the players that were seniors when I joined were actually a part of the the team slash years that kind of got our team to go from um, just like the Illinois collegiate side to like uh-huh. the Midwest side. So they were really good. We had strong hitters, like great kickers, like fast. We had everything basically. And so, yeah. I think my season, we were actually the biggest rookie class. Also, we had 50 rookies. And so. What? Yeah, we were huge. That's insane. <laughs> we had a lot. Of, we were the team where it was like, hey, anyone want to play a B-side? Because we have 50 other girls that want to play. And everyone's like, wow. no. They're like, no, we have 20. No. Yeah. No, we're tired. <laughs> yeah. And so I never really got to play a lot my very first semester, which is understandable. I joined in the off season kind of where it was more just like fun tournaments not necessarily Mm -hmm. games but I do remember my very first game when I was put in and I was like I was so hyped up you would have thought I like shotgunned a a monster or something I was just I was (laughs) jazzed up and it was on a kickoff and I'm like Mm -hmm. I have no concept everything they taught me went out the window absolutely I was like tackling how high how low I don't know and uh it was during a kickoff I, uh, we kicked to the other team and I just took off at this girl that caught the ball, no oh. concept of tackling, just like body slammed her essentially and gave myself a concussion. 
No. <laughs> yeah. <Girl>. Um, <laughs> I think I stayed in for a little bit longer, but then I remember uh, the next like week or so after that was just not fun for me because that's when I was driving home. I was like, why does my brain hurt? This isn't normal. Yeah. And then, you know, sleeping 16 hours afterward. But yep, that definitely didn't stop me from wanting to come yeah. back if anything it was like wait that was awesome how do I do that again but safely and yeah like... and not give and not concuss myself exactly yeah <laughs> yeah the first um I've had a, I don't know maybe four I think I've had four concussions in like 13 years but they didn't none of them happened until later on I think because everybody got bigger so you started hitting things harder and like getting more and more passionate about it but my first concussion too I didn't even know that was the that was what happened to me and we played a tournament in Pittsburgh on a sevens uh during a seven season and I, I had to drive back from Pittsburgh to Baltimore which is like I don't know yeah. four or five hours yeah with my best friend and another teammate good friend of mine and I was like what the fuck is wrong with me I don't okay. know I feel different and the next day I woke up and I was like oh no I am not okay yeah, and it was it was so intense. Like I had emotional issues. Like I couldn't I couldn't handle any stress at all. And I same I slept like 16 hours for a week. And it was it was real scary. I know it my I was I was a monster during mine. And I think it was just like, because your body's not used to that. And so mm-hmm. I just remember it was it was actually closer to the end of the year. So me and the rookie class were doing like, our fun little rookie stuff. And we were like making mm-hmm. a song to perform. And I just remember like yelling at everyone because people were talking over people. And I was just like, <laughs> I was like, everyone shut up and like, whatever. And everyone's like, geez, I was like, I'm sorry. My brain hurts. I just want to go home. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're just not, yeah, you you're don't, not you. Yeah. You're not you at all. And it's like one of those things that you don't, people don't really talk about in yeah. general. Like I didn't even really know what a concussion was until like I had one and I'd, some of the symptoms I was like is this what is this it but it's like yeah I guess you get all those things you're you got like swelling in your brain so it's gonna affect every bit of you but I thought like same the emotional inability to like control my emotions or like be stable emotionally was one that surprised me I think more than anything yeah I was mine was definitely I think your irritability was definitely my like higher symptom because the headache and stuff kind of went away after a while but Mm -hmm. you like I couldn't do much without being like tired all the time yeah and stressed out Uh, yeah stressed you out yeah so weird well you recovered hooray you (laughs) went back yes and and, uh so then we're into like your your into your sophomore you played all the way through college right yeah so from basically my sophomore year was my like that was that's what I would call my official like real year because I actually got to play in like a competitive fall season yay what did what position did you play so I my my actual position was fullback but that was coming from being like a rookie in the pack who was a flanker who played maybe twice and so didn't really know what any other position did necessarily that's a big change Um, and I was I was I'd like to say um kindly or or gently dropped in the position because the seniors before us were a a good portion of the starting lineup Mm. and so it was like hey there's this position that no one knows how to play and I was like I want to play I guess I'll learn if I can play wow 
Yeah. Cool. That's some initiative right there. <laughs> Especially coming from the like flank. I mean, that's that's world of difference. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, different demand. Yeah. What did? How did you feel back there? Did you pick it up easily, or were you like totally freaked out? After practicing for you know a while before our first game and stuff, I got the hang of it over time. Cool. Because I wasn't. I I knew I was in on our team the year prior. The girl that played that position, Mm -hmm. she uh, was really strong kicker and uh, fast. Mm And so in my mind, I was like, I can't kick. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't. I'm not that fast. I used to be a packy. But um, I think I picked it up a little bit because I would ask questions. And I would kind of look up, like, what they do. So it took me a little bit. But over time, I kind of learned what the purpose of the position was and then made it my own. Perfect. That's absolutely perfect. Did you experiment with kicking or did you never jump into that pool? Not a lot. I did end up kicking some of our um, conversion kicks. Cool. Um, and then I was more of like, I would insert into the line mm-hmm. more so. So me and the wings would come up with cool like trick passes and stuff. That's fun. Yeah, it was super fun. That sounds like I liked the way that our team played um, with incorporating the fullback. So you weren't just like standing back there the whole time. Yeah, of course. Um I'm a, I'm a little jealous of you, honestly, because my there wasn't that much nuance in my college, my collegiate rugby experience. <laughs> uh, it was kind of like, who can do what? And yeah, I don't think we ever really developed the back three that way. From my, from what I remember, I mean, I was a pack player. I played fly half a little bit, but it wasn't something that came up. And I think when you're on a team that's a little better developed and organized and mature, in their play that even um, players that aren't in the back three have an, an idea, if not a good understanding of what's going on back there. Yeah, it was, it was awesome. I loved it. (laughs) Yeah. Great. Um, How did that change your, like that completely changed your vision of the game though. Did it not? It did because it kind of, that's kind of where I, I learned, you know, who was I as an athlete? Like what I learned what I could actually do and not just what my brain told me I was and what I could and couldn't do. Okay. So yeah, keep going. Elaborate on that. I want to hear. Okay. (laughs) So like coming, coming into being a wannabe athlete, basically I was placed in the pack. And so in my mind, I was like, yeah, I've always been like the bigger friend and like, the you know the more tomboyish one so like yeah I'm I'm I can I can hang out with the the strong people but getting moved to the back line I didn't think I was fast I didn't think I was you know agile enough for that but I don't know if it was just me owning the position and being like this is what they need you to be this is what you're gonna become or if it was me unlocking what I actually had in me that I'd never opened up before but it really playing that position really taught me um, that I'm like capable of doing things that I didn't think I was able to do. Mm. And it allowed me to kind of develop um, athletically. I love that. Uh, very well. Yeah. Yeah. I love that because instead of falling into the, like, this is what I think I'm good at and where I fit, you were challenged. You, you, oh, absolutely. You, yeah. You were challenged to like figure the position out. You had a big, big set of shoes you had a big legacy to fulfill from the previous fullback and you 
even though you knew you weren't the same type of athlete as she was, you found a way that you would be useful there. Yeah, I love that. That's so cool. That's really, that's really powerful. I know. It was, it was definitely, and I think it was what helped me too was, it was, I was kind of like an Easter egg where I definitely didn't look fast by any means. I was like five, three and like 180 pounds of like not muscle. Um, (laughs) And so I just remember like after games, like some of my own teammates, some of like fans on the sideline, like some of our friends on the men's team would be like, what, how, like, how did you, like, when did you learn to run that fast? And I was like, I don't know. I just like, I had a ball and I knew where the ball had to go and I just, you know, wanted to get it there. And so it was like stuff like that. Even like my parents come and watch a game and I'm being like, like amused. She goes, how did you, like, you're not fast. I I am now. Excuse Um, you. All right. Yeah. I think that kind of like motivated my mom's word. She called me a gazelle, um, which I will, I'll ride with that. Um, (laughs) But I I think it was those kind of compliments and that kind of reassurance from other people that made me more confident and comfortable Mm -hmm. in playing the position and just like playing rugby as a whole and becoming a rugby player. Yeah. Becoming an athlete. And I think those things, bleed into the rest of your life too when you find that kind of value purpose and like it's more just value I think ability in yourself uh yeah it, it kind of like bleeds through and that's so cool I, the, I think the really one of the really beautiful things um and rugby is like the reassurance and the <laughs> the amazement you can share with each other like for your own abilities and like, yeah, oh yeah, I'm sure that like the other teams would underestimate you back there to be like, haha, look at this fullback. We're gonna get her. <laughs> yeah, without a doubt. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do you think there, other than this opening that you jumped into because you needed a fullback and you said, I'm gonna do this? What, what do you think there were other factors like in the environment in the team that um, supported you coming into that role? I think the, so like all other teams, we were, or like a lot of other teams, we were mostly self-run, you know, we did, our captains were our coaches, we didn't really have, this was before when USA Rugby, um, before USA Rugby required us to have a a signed coach, we just had like an academic advisor that supervised our sport, basically, Mm -hmm. but, um, so I think having the support and the willingness of everyone to teach each other was really like helpful and beneficial because there was never like a moment of um, like greed, I guess, from anyone. Like no one was ever like not willing to show you anything in fear of them not like getting better or you getting better than them or like Mm -hmm. there was there was none of that it was people recognized like talent Uh and everyone was so supportive of it yeah and I think that helped um people want to stay like with the team and be a part of the team and keep keep that going yeah I love that the point you made about like nobody denies access in the rugby community everybody's 
willing to teach. I mean, some people have more time than others and some people become more committed than others, but there's always someone that you can go to who will help you or like stay after practice and help you with skills or hold extra sessions or like even just go for a run with you. Oh yeah. Yeah. That was one of our captains when I first, first joined would like after practice, if anyone wanted to stay, um, she would like help, like, you know, if there was a group of us like trying to learn how to kick or, you know, trying to figure out how to like line up, um, running and passing so that you know you were never in front of someone mm. and that was just small things like that that over time build yeah and they that just like practice doing drills those small skills that you you develop muscle memory for or timing for or like all the athletic bits um they when you take them into the game they just they they drop in after a little while, once you start to realize, once you start to get a flow for the game, those like little things or those little, like, what did you say? Um, you had little trick passes with your, oh, yeah. with your wingers or little, little passes or moments like footwork things that they, they come through without conscious effort in games once you start yeah. to get used to it. Yeah. After, yeah, there was like a point where, I think we like accidentally did it and it just, it ran so beautifully. We were like, we need to keep, let's work on that and like keep doing that. And you just get, you get like addicted to it almost. Yeah, you definitely do. There's a, (laughs) there's such a burst of adrenaline in the moment when you like, yeah, when you pull off like a trick pass or a pop from the ground the first time or like, oh man, I, the, if you ever have a moment where you get tackled and you release and you pop up and you grab the ball and keep running, like you fly like those. Moments, oh yeah. They feel like, like flight. That, yeah, those are, yeah, those are, those are really good. moments. <laughs> yeah. Wow. I think I just got a little like heart flutter thinking about it. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Wow. So fun. So, um, you also mentioned in, in the sheet that you found joy in being strong while playing rugby. I like, I resonate with that so much as I was, I've always been strong, but I don't think it ever had a place in my life. Um, a practical place, unless it was like moving furniture with my stepdad, but like, <laughs> that's not, that's not like something that gives back to you, you know? And I just, what, what does that look like for you? So for me, that's kind of one of those things that I took and learned from rugby and did carry over into my life, Um, one as a professional and two just as like an athlete. Um, It For me, it was going from someone that thought not so much of themselves in the sense of like who they were and what I was capable of um, because I was at the time under the impression that girls had to be like if girls wanted to be seen as girls you had to be like dainty and like polite and quiet and Mm. you know so likable when that wasn't who I was because I grew up with brothers I grew up being rowdy and loud Mm -hmm. but then as you grow older it's kind of you know like frowned upon or it's kind of like one of those things where it's like all right now tone it down and like Mm -hmm. all this stuff but with rugby I learned like no like it's okay to be one physically strong and two like mentally strong 
and even at times stubborn mm-hmm. when you're trying to, when you're trying to get something that you want that will benefit you. Mm-hmm. Um, so for, for my career and work life, that was me work. So I, I am an athletic trainer and I worked with a football college team. Cool. And for me, that was one being strong in the sense of like, yeah, I'm a girl, but like, you're not going to push me around. And that was one of those things where like coaches would notice and they were like, she's tough. Like, like she's not, you know, she's not taking anyone's BS. She can hold her own. Like, we're not worried about her. Cool. And then, and that was, so that was just more of like the personal aspect of it. And then in the physical aspect of it, that was finding joy and passion and, you know, hitting PRs in the gym or, mm. you know, being, being the friend that everyone's like, Hey, can you come help me move? Cause we've got heavy stuff. And like, just, you know, being the, I liked being physically capable. Yeah. And that was where strength really resonated for me. Yeah. Yeah. You said a lot there. I like a lot of that. <laughs> Sorry. No, 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 no. You're totally <laughs> allowed to do I, It's my job to pull everything back together. So yeah, I, I mean, I totally get that. I love how it is translated through to your career. Cause like being an athletic trainer, especially for like football team would, could be, hmm. I don't know. That could be an environment. Challenging. Yeah. Yeah. You tell me what that's like. (laughs) It can be. Yeah. Well, I guess working with, it's definitely getting better. Mm -hmm. I will advocate for my profession. It's getting better with women in the workplace, but it was a very male dominant Mm -hmm. um, field at one point. But so working with men, you do as a female, you do have to kind of be like, nope. Like I, here's where my authority lies. Mm Mm-hmm here's where yours is. And like what I say goes. And I think once you like the first time you ever do that to someone is when they, they, they put you on like a pedestal next to them. Cause they're like, okay, I know that I can't, you know, try to override this person because they're firm in what they said and they are, you know, confident and you, you basically gain trust, gain credibility almost, I guess. Mm Mm-hmm. But yeah, it was definitely challenging at times working with, I worked two male sports and being mm-hmm. the only female, but I think my independence and strength really set me apart and made me an asset to the teams. Yeah. And it's probably helped you be a bit more successful and like also able to survive there. Yeah. And not be like bullied or I'm not trying to make judgment about the people that you're working no. with, but those, these are things that happen to women in the, in the workplace so yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it's the bound. It, that's what you're talking about is like setting boundaries and how people come to respect you when you have those kinds of like strong boundaries. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, yeah. That, that's really great. That's a that's a lesson. That is a lesson for all of us. Yeah, and I think that's yeah, that's that's one of those things that I keep that I think just keeps growing. Like you just, once you develop that, it's like a base layer. Once you develop it, you just keep growing off of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. Cause you start to realize what things are important to you and like what things are important for standing up and what you just don't want to deal with. Yeah. There's, I make jokes with my friends all the time that I, I'm like, I don't care about anything. Well, it isn't true. <laughs> I do care, but it's, it's no, I know. I know when I should care a lot about things and I know when I should just, okay, mm-hmm. I acknowledge this thing, but like, that's not where my energy needs to go. Yeah. So, so much of that is taking care of yourself and like being authentic mm-hmm. and true to yourself. 
Oh, let's turn back. I should have done this before. It would have been a nice flow, but that's fine. You played seven. <laughs> you played sevens as well, right? Yes, I did. Uh, college so, or yeah, go ahead. So I played. Um, most of my rugby started out with fifteens. I think my first glimpse of sevens was I was on um the Illinois like select side mm. team, and I think. At the end of it, after we'd played in the tournaments, we had, like, a little sevens, like, scrimmage kind of thing. But at the time, I didn't really know what it was. Mm -hmm. I just knew that there was only seven people and that it was, like, a lot of running. There was, like, no really, like, packy play necessarily. Yeah. And I was like, how does that – how does that work? That sounds tiring. Don't sign me up. (laughs) Um, But then – uh, one of my friends actually he played for a team in Chicago so this was the summer of my um, after my sophomore year mm-hmm. he played for a team in Chicago and he was one of the, the supporters I had I guess when I first started playing that you know really helped me out and he was like hey like you what are you doing this summer you should come play sevens like I think you'd be good at it and I was like ah, me I don't know I don't run uh, I says the fullback um, what are you talking about exactly yeah exactly <laughs> <clears throat> and so and I'd like watched some videos too and that was kind of what I was like I can't I don't run like these people I don't know yeah it's so it's, fast. that's too fast yeah mm-hmm. but so he he kind of talked me into it and I was like okay yeah I'll come like I love rugby any chance to play I'll come mm-hmm. and so I went out and that was my very first summer of playing rugby and this was once again I was going into a, a team that was kind of they'd all play together on another team. Uh So they did have that unity. And I was once again, you know, another rookie, but I was fine with it because I just wanted to play. Right. Um, And sevens was definitely a switch from Mm 15s, but I think my first season with a sevens team um, was definitely what really, really kicked off my, like, that was probably the fittest I'd ever been up until that point in my life and just like athletic mm-hmm. um our coach was really good um and we actually made it to nationals that year and I remember that was another one of those things that wow. like kept me going and I was like I want to keep doing this this is fun cool yeah yeah, yeah. So we never God. we never my my college team never played sevens unless mm-hmm. it was like a b-side where we were like we could play some more so we would play like a fake sevens with another team but I think all of my sevens has been around summer sevens yeah same um but like yeah except this random like tens or twelves or sevens experiences when there wasn't good numbers right yeah yeah uh but I feel you sevens was just especially that I was doing it like the same age as you I was Oh man, I could just run forever. I mean, I don't think I, I don't know if I ever enjoyed running, but I could do it. You know, for me, I think what I've noticed is it's the, it's like the being occupied in your brain. So I was never thinking of running the whole time. I was thinking of like an objective and that's kind of, so I do CrossFit now. That's my new rugby basically. (laughs) Um, And I think that's like, that's another thing that's carried over into my life where if I'm just distracted I don't even like realize that I'm tired. And yep. I think that's what sevens was a lot of was you didn't realize you were tired until you were done running. Yeah. And then you just collapsed on the grass. 
Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's that's true. That's so true for sevens, for fifteens. Like you do CrossFit. I also I really enjoy. I just go to the gym and do Olympic lifting. And I was saying just the other day, what to my chiropractor? um, I was saying like, I love it because I present, distracted, present, whatever you want to call it. You can't be anywhere but in that moment at your like focused on your objective um or you'll just like screw it all up and yeah oh yeah yeah rugby's like that too like if you're whether you're playing 15s you just need to be so focused on what you're doing next or you're playing sevens and you just need to run and run and run and be focused on i mean there's just a lot more technical skills of passing skills and stuff and sevens that require your focus and your energy and yeah it goes into sports after rugby as well that that presence that (laughs) distractedness if you will i like that yeah just being there in the moment and grinding it out yeah it feels so good feels so good so that's 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 how we're going to get into the last bit of this is like i wanted i was curious how you were dealing without having a women's team close by so it was one of those things where after my like last game in college um I was very like sad because this is also kind of at the time so my last like two years of college and playing like summer sevens where I realized like wait people like keep playing rugby like I knew Mm -hmm. like women's rugby players that were in their 50s and I was just astonished I was like how do you look this good and still are physically active like I want to be you um Uh and so moving to a place where there was essentially no rugby because the closest big towns that have teams are two hours away in either direction and I was uh, with my schedule that's not even practical to try to go to anything because athletic trainers you work like Monday through Sunday essentially Monday through Saturday whatever yeah um it was really, it was really heartbreaking, but I like kind of entered a time where I was like, I guess this is my new life. I have to, you know, I, I can't, I guess I can't just play rugby forever, but I knew that there would come a time where, you know, I would move, I would progress and mm-hmm. I would be able to find rugby in a different area, whether it be moving to a bigger town or somewhere where it was closer. Sure. So this could almost still just be like a break. Hopefully that's the goal. Yeah. Um, the one thing I was able to do, so the, the university I worked at had a men's team. Mm-hmm. And so I, they didn't have a women's team. There's not enough. It's a, it's a male dominant school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would go to their practices and I was just kind of, I walked up one day and I was like, hi, like, this is my name. I played here. Like, I know you guys don't have a women's team. Like, I'm not even a student, but can I like practice with you guys for fun? And they were, I mean, they were, they're like, yeah, sure. Like, that's really cool. It was, I, it was awesome. Actually. They even like would invite me to like their formals and like their socials and stuff. Oh, I love that. Yeah. Yeah, It was awesome. Cause I was like, oh, yay. (laughs) You guys aren't scary. (laughs) Yeah. Look at this family I have. I know. Yeah. yeah, they They let me come play and they were, you know, they, they once again, didn't treat me like I was like, we would play touch or. Mm and stuff and they weren't like dainty about it they were like I mean you came to play so you're gonna play and I was like okay (laughs) (laughs) which leads me into so I actually played with them this past October in like a scrimmage game thing that they did cool 
And I ended up tearing my ACL and my MCL. No. Yes, I know. Who would have thought my one and only, like, athletic injury would be from not even playing in, like, Uh, a real game uh, necessarily. Yeah. Um, So that was kind of one of those things that mentally set me back a little bit because I was in my mind I'm I'm waiting for COVID to end I'm waiting for rugby to become a a thing again and I'm right. like what if I'm what if I'm not the same that I was before yeah like I mean that's I feel, real yeah I feel like that's one of those things that I'm I'm still working on for sure um but I think that was like one of those things I'd never experienced before as an mm-hmm. athlete and so it was you know I had to really just break it down and take it step by step and be like, all right, you've got to, you got to crawl before you can walk and walk before you can run. Yeah. Literally with an ACL, MCL. Um, But it's definitely, it's so real that even, I mean, with injury, obviously your body is going to change. You're going to be a different athlete than you were before it, but it just kind of happens to us anyway, like as we age and it's, it can be surprising. It can be shocking. It can be like, yeah. kinda, it can be kind of devastating, but there's, there's always like a come, there's always a comeback. There's always like, you, you always kind of renormalize and adapt. So like, we're really good at that at adapting. Yeah. I'm yeah. That's, that's one of those things I'm learning right now too, where I'm getting back into lifting and stuff um, um, to where it was like, you know, I couldn't even like do a step up, but now I'm like box jumps and running and, you know, Olympic lifting and stuff. So it's, it's definitely a work in progress. Yeah, good. Well, but CrossFit I, yeah. has that intensity too, you know. People that do CrossFit are very passionate about CrossFit. And I think that's yeah. a similar environment to rugby. Oh, absolutely. I've, I've definitely noticed that. <laughs> good, good. So your, your knees, you're getting stronger again. You had, did, you had surgery, right? So I didn't have to have surgery. Hmm. Um. It was like a half, so the whole thing didn't tear, but it was torn on one half of it. Mm. Um, he did say, so when I first went to the doctor, he like did all the tests and stuff. I got x-rays and he was like, yeah, nothing. I think it's just swollen type of thing, maybe a minor sprain. And in my mind, my sports medicine background, I was like, no, no, something's wrong. I heard a pop. I felt it. Yeah. And I had to wait four weeks to get the MRI. Yeah. And so when I got the MRI, got the results. I just kind of looked at it and I was like, what? And I went back for my follow-up and he was like, he goes, you know, I don't, you're, he goes, you shouldn't be walking right now. Like you should be in more pain and like a little, like more restricted in your movements than you are. But Mm -hmm. I think he said, um, he thinks like the strength that I've built up from um, rugby really helped my body and guarding it from worse injury. Wow. And then my knowledge as an athletic trainer, um, I was able to kind of bring myself, uh, recover better mm-hmm. because I was, I was conscious of the timeline of, you know, I should be bending my knee. I should force it to do this at this point in time. So that, sure. you know, so I think he said I got back better and faster than like most people would. So resilient. Woohoo. I know. <laughs> that's awesome here to, here to bounce back yeah I love that that's a rugby thing too that's definitely one of the one of the big uh, themes one of the yeah one of the big themes in rugby is like ah you'll be fine 
<laughs> yeah. Rub some dirt. Yeah. Yeah. Take a week off. I mean, obviously this is not that minor, but that's I'm I'm impressed. I'm impressed. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I've been working hard. <laughs> <laughs> Good. Good. I'm happy you had those resources and uh and all that. So great. Okay. Well, I think that's about the end of it. Do do okay. we miss do we miss anything or are you ready for our closer? Ooh, I think I think that was everything. Um yeah. My I guess strategy and structure, mine was honestly just go into it and if you want to play, just learn how to play all the positions so you never have an excuse to not be playing. Oh, I love that. <laughs> <laughs> I actually I had a similar thing too I was just too curious I wanted to play everywhere I was um a prop my junior year my junior year so I like went eight and then I was a lock and then I was a flanker and then by my junior year I was in the front row because we didn't have any and I was strong and I I remember telling my coach like end of that season I was like I want to play fly half like, I don't know where I got this idea, but I was just like, I want to play fly half next year. And he said, okay, well, he, this is kind of fucked up. He told me to lose 10 pounds, which is like rude, but yeah, which is like rude, but I took it in a good way. I, I don't yeah. Think that, that's not really an appropriate thing to say, but I was like, okay, I'm just going to run a lot. And then I played seven sevens all summer and got real fast and came back and got after it. But I definitely get that. Like learn everything. You'll always find a way, a place for you. Yeah, my whenever we play like hang up or fun games or even when I like walk onto a new team and they're like, So what do you play? And I'm like, I can play anywhere except for the front row. Will I be good everywhere? No, but can I? Yes. And it's yeah. just <laughs> I'm like, this is use me as you need me. <laughs> yeah, it's nothing like it. Nothing like that. Mm. All right, so two truths and a lie. Ooh, yes. Okay. these are always hard I always end up giving like three truths or three lies okay Um. (laughs) okay all right I have them okay let's go all right I have been to Sweden I don't drink and I have tri-citizenship damn you're making this hard on me One was Sweden, yep. two was you don't drink, and three was tribe citizenship. Okay, I think you have not been to Sweden. You are correct. Oh, good no job. <laughs> good job. Oh, oh I I'm... thought you were going to go for the no alcohol one because I feel like that's such a, a staple. Drinking is such a rugby thing. I know. Yeah, well, n- my perspective has changed in the last few years because I stopped drinking. So I'm like, Ooh. this one's this one's believable. Okay. Uh, yeah, because I think that, <laughs> I mean, I always had fun drinking, but um, I'm so much more productive now. And I realize, like, I'm also still, I'm a lot of fun sober. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's, yeah, I'm, I, yeah, I'm the DD and everyone's like, you're sober right now? And I'm like, yeah, is that? Uh, like I feel like I'm doing something illegal having this much fun without alcohol like everyone's very concerned (laughs) for you (laughs) yeah I love that that's so cool and what can you tell me a little bit about having tribe citizenship too 
So try, not tribe. Oh. I don't know if I... <laughs> I don't know if... That's pretty cool if that's, like, if that's Oh, that's I didn't called, know it was a but... thing. I was like, hmm, maybe try, like, to three... So you have citizenship to three countries? Yeah, I think technically once you gain American citizenship, they make you knock one off, but I will still claim all three. Okay, what are the other two? <laughs> so I was born in Canada, so mm-hmm. I have Canadian citizenship. My parents are both from Northern Africa, so I have um, Algerian citizenship. Cool. And then I have American citizenship. Wow. Well, aren't you just a gem? I know. This just has been fun box. <laughs> yeah, I love it. This has been this has been really cool. Thank you for like sharing all this with me and coming on the podcast. Of course. Thank you for having me. I loved speaking with you. I'm glad you enjoyed it. It was a pleasure. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Thank you. Of course. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of With You, a women's rugby podcast. If you're enjoying the show, please leave a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and help us gain some visibility. I'm really trying to reach the corners of the world with this. I want every single state represented, all the clubs. I would love it if this could be a community project. Yeah, all the stories all the experiences. It already feels like family. You know, it's rugby. As always, if you're interested in coming on the show, sign up through the Google Form Participation Survey on my website. It's withyoupodcast.co or you can email me directly and I will give you the link to the form. That would be suze at withyoupodcast.co s-u-s at withyoupodcast.co I don't care if you played 10 years ago if you just started playing if your grandma played if your cousin played if you're involved in the women's rugby community this is a space for you I want this to be a space for all of us and I want stories from everybody so yeah, holler at me please I have the website and my email linked in the show notes in case you need that visual reference love you all this is great thanks for coming click subscribe to get new episode notifications the day they drop and never miss a show email me if you want to share your stories at suze at withyoupodcast.co that's s-u-s at withyoupodcast.co. My love to you all and thanks for stopping by.